This is Evan Center and back for another teen tidbit. This week, um, I'm talking about um, seniors and and really when I'm talking about seniors, I'm, I, I guess in that bunch, I could also probably include mature juniors. Um, but for some reason right now in my caseload, I have a lot of um, juniors and seniors. And what I'm noticing particularly in the seniors is um, some pretty serious cases of senioritis. So some kids have applied for and gotten into college. Some are still waiting to hear. And um, some have still not put the postage stamps on those nagging applications. But regardless, they seem to all be saying similar things, which is, I can't focus on school anymore. I can't wait for this year to be over. I'm so excited slash nervous slash scared, slash feeling guilty about going away um, or not going away next year. And so I thought I would talk a little bit today about um, those seniors and um, and then sometimes juniors even get this sort of nagging where they're like, oh my gosh, I'm almost a senior. Um, and, and, and really it's a it's a developmental phase. It's really different than talking about freshmen um, in particular or eighth graders or even sophomores because these kids require a different approach from the parents. So I'll be talking sort of back and forth today about senioritis, but also if your child is not a senior, just know that some of this is still may still be applicable to your teen. So... Um, Yes, if your child is, is, is a senior, they do need to pass all their classes in a similar grade range to what they've been accepted under um, and in the same caliber of classes that they were accepted in. So sometimes I hear this from parents that um, they're concerned that colleges are going to um, revoke their acceptance um, if their child does not maintain their, you know, the same GPA. Um, and in, in general, that's not going to happen. Um, you do need to, you need to pass everything. You need to be in that sort of range. Um, colleges, it, it seems like aren't going to revoke the admission unless there's really a significant drop in grades or failed classes or serious misconduct that they get in trouble for that arises after their admission letters are sent. Um, they could get a stern letter from from their college um, that they're planning to go to. So that said, um, that sort of taken off the table, what do you do as a parent with your teenager if they're suddenly appearing to be lazy or sullen or annoyed um, and or they're not telling you where they are or they're breaking curfew or um, all of a sudden they turned 18 and they think that that means that no rules apply to them anymore? Um, I'm hearing a bunch of that from teenagers, and honestly, that turning 18 thing seems like such a big deal to the teenagers, and really it should change very little in your household. So for the last few months of having your teen under your roof, um, in, in some ways this is the perfect time for your teen to really kick into high gear with the rebe rebellion, actually. Um, and there are a few reasons for this. So if your teenager is rebelling, um, trying to establish their autonomy, um, breaking more rules than usual, um, 
let me just sort of highlight some reasons why I think this actually might be a good time for that. So number one, they are still under your roof. So there's more of a safety net than there will be next year. Also, their job right now developmentally as an adolescent is to get ready to launch. And that means individuating from you, their parents. And sometimes those final steps of individuation can be really painful for everyone. Um, and it really painful, especially for the parents. And then third, um, sort of regarding that pain piece that I just talked about, I think that teens at this stage are seeing their parents as whole people for some, perhaps the first time. Um, sometimes that realization comes earlier. Sometimes it comes all of a sudden um, in their senior year. And they, they have this moment of clarity where they realize that their parents uh, are not completely good or completely evil, um, even though they might have been bouncing back and forth from those two things, they, they realize the reality of being an, an adult human being, which is that we are all a mix of good and bad, of dark and light. Um, of, we all have the capacity to help and the capacity to hurt, and parents are no different. Parents are not perfect, and teenagers and often, you know, that this happens in that junior or senior year, they come to this realization that their parents are complex human beings, um, and that can bring up some really intense feelings for the teens. Um, I think this also cuts the other direction as well, where parents are, you know, often during adolescence beginning to see their their teenager as a whole person. Um, they're no longer your, your beautiful, precious child. They are a human being who has the capacity for dark and light, for good and bad, to be both responsible and ridiculous, um, to alternate between being respectful and surly. Um, your teenager is a really complex um, human being who um, was, you know, maybe just budding um, these pieces before and now is really coming in as a whole picture and so that can also bring up complex feelings for you as a parent. I know I've heard from parents before that that they feel guilt or shame even around um, around the feelings that can come up of realizing that your child is is this complex being um, because sometimes you don't necessarily like that complexity um, or like the dark side that that starts to surface. So these are all feelings that, that may be coming up and that might that have the capacity to lead to a far more rich emotional experience for your teen um, and for you and a very complicated experience for you. Um, and along with that, your teenager may be actually feeling more anxious about leaving or guilty about leaving or guilty about feeling not anxious about leaving um, than they may be able to articulate. So, um, so some things to think about. So sometimes during, so sometimes senior year can um, academically speaking or in terms of school get somewhat monotonous. Suddenly, um, the busy work that they had been maybe diligently or not so diligently, but acceptingly doing 
or um, you know sporadically doing that seemed useful or pertinent to their goal of graduating from high school of getting into colleges before now just seems like busy work um, and it loses its meaning um, if it ever had any um, and as those, uh, if, you, if you're, uh, you know, the lucky parent of an academically driven student, um, as those academically driven students start to look to college, they see something brighter and shinier than the plain old AP or high school classes, um, and those classes begin to lose their luster. So all of this, um, hopefully, is you're, you know, listening and nodding and saying, oh, okay, this makes sense. Um, and... Um, this is why we, um, you know, you know, and maybe in an employment setting, this is maybe why we would not try to keep employees for a long time after they know they're leaving. Yet in the high school setting, seniors know they're leaving, um, and they have to stick it out for several more months. We would never do that in a, in a corporate setting, but we do that in the school setting. So the psychology of it is really different, difficult, um, and yet, it's a total necessity, right? Your kid does need to stick it out. I don't have some sort of magic wand that I can free them from the, the boredom of the end of senior year. And there are really important lessons and things that happen here at Bozeman High. Um, I know that the senior sort of capstone or keystone project um, can be really, you know, a, a wonderful um, sort of uh, revolutionary um, project for for kids and it can be a nice segue into those bigger projects that they're going to be doing in college so they do need to keep on going to class they need to not break the law they do need to turn in homework and they need to get at least decent grades so one of the things that it makes me wonder is what would happen if parents um, if you guys could look at the situation and consider which battles to fight and where you can step back even more in preparation for this big stepping back that's going to come up that's on the horizon. So taking into consideration all of these things that maybe you're, you've been thinking about in terms of senior year, what's really important, what's maybe not so important. And I wonder what it would be like for you as a parent to empathize with the challenging nature of this final stretch of high school um, and to empathize without feeling a need to make it better, um, to explain why it is that way or to cajole them into doing better, um, to, you know, to just keep on going, but just to simply empathize with it without needing to fix anything. And um, so what it looks like is empathy, period. Just that. Um, to say something like, it is tough to push through to the end, period. That's it. I, I wonder what you might see from your teenager if you could step back enough, um, and this is a huge stepping back for some parents, to not feel like you have to make it better and to not feel like you have to be the motivator, to not feel like you have to explain or... Um, rationalize for your teenager, but to just simply empathize. They know the deal. They know what's expected. They know that they have to finish. They know that they have to get decent grades. They know that they have to do these things in order to move on to that next shiny thing. So 
I guess I'm, I'm asking you parents to give yourself permission to step back a little bit here and to uh, maybe adopt a posture of senioritis yourself a little bit in a good way and to simply offer empathy. So that's it for today's teen tidbit. Um, I hope, you know, if you are listening on the podcast, you will post questions below or responses. Um, And I'll end this now.